This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. قالت فذلكن الذي لمتنني فيه ولقد راودته عن نفسه فاستعصم ولئن لم يفعل ما آمره ليسجنن وليكون من الصاغرين قال رب السجن أحب إلي مما يدعونني إليه وإلا تصرف عني كيدهن أصب إليهن وأكم من الجاهلين فاستجاب له ربه فصرف عنه كيدهن إنه هو السميع العليم رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وأحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي فالحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد Today I'm going to uh, cover the second dua of Yusuf alayhi salam from Surah Yusuf. And it, at first glance, it doesn't even look like a dua. So let me set the scene for you first, because again, as I've been saying, the, the prayers of the prophets, it's really important to understand the story behind them, so you appreciate when and where to, to apply them in your life, and I apply them in mine. So we saw, you know, the, the, the minister's wife was crazy about him, she tried to seduce him, and all of that failed, and now she's embarrassed and the word spread all across Egypt that she's, you know, she's got a crush on her servant. And she's very embarrassed by that. So what she does is, uh, you know, and th- th- there are other women that are from the same political elite. These other women, they're having their parties or whatever, and they're making fun of her and talking about her. And word gets to her. You know what they were saying about you at that gathering? You know what they were saying about you over there? And she's now heard that these women, they've made a mockery out of her reputation because of the word getting out. So what she does as a result is, فَلَمَّا سَمِعَتْ بِمَكْرِهِنَّ أَرْسَلَتْ And when she heard that they were making these kinds of statements about her and scheming you know, about her reputation, she had all of them invited. وَأَعْتَدَتْ لَهُنَّ مُتَّكَأً And she's placed cushions for them specifically, like, you know, like a big living room type thing, and they're all sitting reclined, relaxed. وَأَعْتَتْ كُلَّ وَاحِدَةٍ مِّنْهُنَّ سِكِّينًا And she gave every one of them a knife. She handed every one of them a knife. وَقَالَتُ خُرُجْ The Qur'an then says, and then she said, come out. To uh, Yusuf alayhi she said, come out and come in front of them. وَخْرُجْ أَكْبَرْنَهُ So when they saw him, they thought he was amazing. أَكْبَرْنَهُ means they thought he was incredible. He's magnificent. وَقَطَّعْنَا إِذِيَهُنَّ The Qur'an's words are, and they cut their hands. They started cutting their hands. So this is a very strange scene in the Qur'an, and often when somebody reads the translation, they don't realize that what the Qur'an does is something called ijaz. The Qur'an speaks in very concise language. It uses one phrase and it expects the reader to fill in the blanks. This is not what happened. As in, they were all sitting there. She says, here's a knife for you, here's a knife for you, here's a knife for you. Why, thank you. Thank you for this knife. And then he walks in, oh my God! <laughs> like that's not what happened. <laughs> yeah. That is not what, what took place. What, did, what does take place, you can imagine the scene... Obviously, you give someone a knife not because they're going to go on self-surgery. You give someone a knife because they're going to be cutting a cake or an orange or whatever. She hands them some fruit, some meat, whatever. And they've got these plates in front of them, and they're cutting away at their, their meals. And then he walks in. 
And when he walks in, they're cutting, and where are they looking? Oh. Ah! So their eyes went over there, and they weren't paying attention, and a bunch of them cut their hand. And his job is he's a servant. So when he's a servant, and she cut her hand, what's he supposed to do? Oh, let me fix that. Let me get that for you. Let me get you some Band-Aid. Let me cut. And so one of them is getting the attention. And the other's like, hey, how come? I cut my hand too. <laughs> so one after, this is not qata'na. Qata'na means they cut. Qata'na aydiyahunna. One after the other, after the other, after the other, cutting their hand, all for what? Vying. His, can, you, can you put some Band-Aid on mine too? Can you give me attention too? And it starts going crazy. And this lady who set this up, because he was like incredibly handsome looking, they actually said, you know, Hashalillah. Oh my God. That's literally the translation of Hashalillah. I don't know how else to translate that. It has to, you have to have a southern accent. Oh my God. You know, <laughs> when you translate, Hashalillah. God forbid. Heavens, for heaven's sake. Mahada illa This is no, this is not even human. In hada illa malakun kareem. This is a gracious angel. This is some kind of angel. Oh my. This is what they were saying. So they were gawking at him, checking him out, and then they cut their hands in doing so. And this crazy scene is happening. And she then says, oh, oh, you thought I have a crush on just some servant, huh? What happened to you? You see all of you? You were making fun of me? And so she puts them on the spot. This is the one you were blaming me about, huh? How does that feel? You feel embarrassed yourselves? And so when they, she, she got revenge on them, You know what? It's true. I did try to seduce him. I did try to make him slip. I did try to t- catch him off guard. It is true. I'm not ashamed to say it. Like you women. You, you, would, you would want a chance with him anyway. Any one of you would take the chance with him. So she calls it out and she has no shame in now saying it. Yep, I liked him. And I tried to make him slip. And he, it didn't work. And so then she says, وَإِلَّا تَصْرِفْ عَنِّي كَيْدَهُنَّ Or actually she says, وَإِلَّا يَفْعَلْ مَا أَمَرُهُ And if he doesn't do what I'm telling him to do, in other words, I'm still the owner of this house. He's still my servant. When I tell him, come here, he should come here. When I tell him, do this, he will do this. How dare he disobey me as my servant? You know, last time he just said, إِنَّهُ رَبِّي أَحْسَنَ مَثْوَايَا My master has taken care of me all this time. Why would I disobey my master? And she's basically saying, who are you to tell me who you will obey and disobey? I'm the owner. I'm the master. And so she's, imploring, she's now imposing her authority on him now. You better do what I want or I'm going to burn you. So in other words, this is the, the psychosis of a woman who's obsessed with a man. And if the man turns down her advances, she says, oh yeah? Now I'm going to ruin your life. Now you see what happens when you turn me down. So this, this kind of personality is not one time this can exist in the world. There can be a woman like that who says, Oh yeah? You don't want to listen? Oh, let's see how your reputation does afterwards. I'm good. And what does she say about him? He's innocent himself. She says about him, uh, I will make sure he gets arrested. He will get thrown into jail. And I will make sure that he's humiliated. He will absolutely be from those who get humiliated. In Arabic doesn't mean small. He's already a young man, and he's already not of someone high status. He's a servant. Saghir in Arabic means, uh, in the Quran especially, Sigharan, Saghir is used for humiliation. I will make sure that his reputation is destroyed. I will make sure not only is he thrown in jail, but people speak very ill of him. Nobody will like him. So what if he, uh, he's going to turn me down? We'll see how that plays out for him. Now he's in this state 
that he and he understands now there's two threats on Yusuf salam. one threat I'm gonna throw you in jail second threat I will humiliate you those are two threats two separate threats one of them he is worried about the other one he's not worried about the one he's worried about is should I be addressing that I'll be thrown in jail because he has two options either he should obey her and do haram or he should go to jail so he'll discuss that, but the, the problem of being humiliated, he doesn't even bring it up. You know why? Because he knows that dignity belongs to Allah, he gives it to whoever he wants, he takes it away from whoever he wants, people don't control that. تُعِزُّ مَنْ تَشَاءُ مَنْ الْخَيْرِ You give and you take away dignity from whoever you want, you control all good. Their scheme, their accusations, their propaganda, their plotting, none of that will make any difference when you decide to give me dignity. And if you decide to take dignity away from me, it could, doesn't matter if I'm the king of the world. I won't have any dignity. It won't matter. So he clar- he's clear about that. So what does he say to Allah? He says, رَبِّ السِّجْنُ وَحَبُّوا Very commonly, very misunderstood dua of uh, this great prophet. He says, my master, prison is dearer to me. I prefer or I love prison more مِمَّا يَدْعُونَنِي إِلَيْهِ From what these women are calling me to do. These women are inviting me towards haram. I prefer prison over this. He's telling Allah, رَبِّ السِّجْنُ وَحَبُّوا Some people have looked at this dua and said, well, you know what, this is why Allah threw him into prison. Because he said, I prefer prison. So Allah put him in prison. You should be careful what kind of dua you make. It might come true. You know? But actually, he's not asking for jail. You have to understand. He only has two options, haram or jail. He's not under control. He doesn't have hurriya. He's actually a servant, a khadim. She says, you, have, you got two options. Either you do what I'm telling you, or you go to jail. He has to pick between one of these two. So he turns to Allah and says, Ya Allah, with the options in front of me, I'll have to prefer jail. Because jail means I don't disobey you. He's not asking Allah for prison. Do you understand this? He's asking Allah of the limited options he has, I'm going to take the one that doesn't disobey Allah. That's what he's actually asking. رَبِّ السِّجْنُ أَحَبُّوا إِلَيَّ مِمَّا يَدْعُونَنِي إِلَيْهِ and then he adds, I mean, the only options he sees, there's, if there's a multiple choice answer, there's only two answers, jail or haram. But he knows that Allah, Whoever protects himself and it has taqwa of Allah, Allah provides them in ways they can't even imagine. So he says, in front of me, these are the only two options, so I'll pick this one. But my Rabb, إِلَّا تَصْرِفْ عَنِّي كَيْدَهُنَّ If you don't turn me away from their scheming, أَصْبُوا إِلَيْهِنَّ I'm not worried about what they will do. I'm human also. I might become childish. I might lose my maturity. Right now, I am, you know Allah described him as hukman, someone who makes firm decisions. He has that hukum. He says, Ya Allah, I hope that if they keep tempting me and keep poking at me and keep pressuring me and keep coming at me, that one day I might not slip. Ya Allah, let me just go to jail because that's probably the only place I'll be safe from these women. You have to understand, the women that were in that room were all wives of ministers, millionaires, like elite women. And this young boy is just a ser- young man is just a servant. He can't escape them. Even if he got away from that room, how far is he going to get? They have control over the entire society. The one place where they can't reach him and can't mess with him is where? It's jail. So he says, Ya Rab, if you don't get me away from their scheme, if you don't, and then I might become childish. I might incline, asbu ilayhi, in other words, asbu comes from sabi. Sabi means child. You know how a child doesn't have control? A child starts crying, they can't control their crying. You know, and kids are, I mean, many of you have children, I have children, I know, kids are very good at fake crying too. 
you know, they're crying for like the, the juice or something, and ah, like the most excruciating pain. But if you don't pay attention, then all of a sudden they're like, nobody's paying attention? Oh. And then they see you're looking again, they're like, ah, again, you know. <laughs> but the idea here is children can be out of control. Children can do whatever, not think about it. Turn their brain off. Why did you do that? Why did you spill this? Why did you drop this? I don't know, I like to. That's it. He says, I might become childish. I might lose control. I might not like, act like in a mature way. Now we get to the same words of Musa jahilin. I might become from those that are jahil. What does jahil mean? I told you last time. I told you jahil means someone who cannot control their emotions. With Musa salam, we were talking about the emotion of anger. He had to control his anger. With Yusuf salam, it's the emotion of, of, of temptation. I may not be, I'm, might, I'm human being, I'm, I might lose control. You know, feeling temptation is not haram. I'll give you an example. We're fasting. And when we're fasting, your, your throat feels thirst. Your stomach feels hunger, yes? When it feels those things, is your throat doing a sin by feeling thirst? No. Your body, Allah made it a certain way, your throat is asking you to disobey Allah. Your stomach is asking you to disobey Allah. But your heart says, no, shut up throat, shut up stomach, not until Maghrib. And that fight goes on the whole day. Your throat doesn't say, okay, it's from Allah, I'll be fine, I'll stop giving you a hard time. No. Your throat keeps, keeps giving you a hard time. Your stomach keeps screaming at you. It, it turns into a musical song sometimes and sings at you. Because asking you to disobey Allah. There are some inclinations Allah put inside of us. Whether you're a believer, whether you're a hafiz of Qur'an, whether you're a alim, whether you spend your entire day in the masjid, hunger is hunger. Thirst is thirst. You're all going to feel it. It, what matters is your heart is in charge. It stops those feelings and puts them under control. Temptation towards the opposite gender is like that. It's a very powerful emotion. Allah put that inside us. Allah put it Himself. That feeling will come. It can be very overwhelming. But our, we ask Allah that we don't lose control over our hearts and we give in to that temptation. So we control the eye, we control the tongue, we control the hands, we control the body, and we hold ourselves back from the haram. So he says, if, if you don't take me away from this environment, I will eventually end up falling. This is the part that I wanted to emphasize, the, the, the teaching of this dua. From, this is the begging of Allah he's doing. He didn't ask anything, by the way. He didn't say, Ya Allah, put me in jail. He said, jail is more beloved to me. From what I see, that seems to be the better option, my Rabb. But I don't know that. I just know one thing for sure. I need you to get me out of this. I need you to get me out of this. Because he also doesn't know, maybe jail is even worse. He doesn't know that answer. So now what I wanted to tell you in this, in this particular dua, for myself and yourself, is if you find yourself in an environment, if you find yourself around companies, you know, some of you guys are going to college, university, or some of you are at the office and your friends say, hey, let's go out to lunch. Not in Ramadan, but afterwards, let's go out to lunch. The people you hang out with, the kinds of things they talk about, the kinds of conversations they have, what they're comfortable with. If you're around that long enough, your guard goes down and that messed up stuff starts becoming normal to you. That becomes your normal. And the more that stuff becomes normal, then the more the obedience to Allah starts seeming more and more difficult, unnatural. This deen, Islam, is deen al-fitrah. I'll take three more minutes, I promise. This deen is deen of fitrah natural religion. Naturally, our hearts are inclined towards the obedience of Allah. Allah made human beings to want to obey Allah. But 
when we put ourselves in unnatural, sinful environments, then our nature changes. Our nature actually gets contaminated. You know, for example, when you eat unhealthy food, it can become an addiction, right? If you're drinking soda all the time, if you're eating artificial sugars all the time or whatever, you need to have your cheese puffs, you need to have your Swiss roll or your chocolate fix or whatever. And if you all of a sudden, you know, from today on, no more Coke, no more, no more soda, no more this, no more that, does your body go through withdrawals? You crave it again? Yeah, even though that's not natural. That's not natural stuff, but you've developed an addiction. The same way if you're in a bad environment, it can become very addicting to the point where you think that's normal. That's normal. He's asking Allah Azza wa Jal, jail is the only place where I will be safe from this environment. Because if I'm here all the time, they'll keep poking away at me, poking away at me, poking at me, and one, sooner or later a human being will slip. If Yusuf salam is afraid of that, none of us should be able to say, you know what, I know I'm around a lot of that stuff, but it doesn't affect me. Alhamdulillah, Allah has given me super awesome iman. It does, no, no, nothing bothers me. I'm a hard rock, baby. No, no, you're not. You're not. Even a rock, when you drip water on it long enough, what happens to the rock? It gets a hole in it. <laughs> Even that, that can you know, crack. So don't overestimate your ability to fight temptation and assume nothing affects you in the, in the environment you put yourself in. And so when he made this dua to Allah Azza wa Jal, that I will lose control over my emotions, my temptations, فَاسْتَجَابَ لَهُ رَبُّهُ فَصَرَفَ عَنْهُ كَيْدَهُنَّ إِنَّهُ هُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ This is the last thing now, with that one minute left. Allah answered his prayer, فَاسْتَجَابَ لَهُ رَبُّهُ He got him away from their scheming, فَصَرَفَ عَنْهُ كَيْدَهُنَّ and then he said, Allah Azza wa Jalla said about, it, uh, about this, إِنَّهُ هُوَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ Certainly Allah, He is the one who always hears, and He's the one who always knows. Now why is that important? Because He didn't say, He heard and He knew. He said, He hears and He knows. Why? Because He's telling us, He still hears, He still knows. So when you find yourself in this case, no doubt about it, Allah will hear when you want an escape. When you are strong enough to be able to say to Allah, pain, prison, the threat of someone who's going to destroy me, that's not strong enough. I would prefer jail over what haram is. When you show Allah that, Allah hears, Allah knows, and Allah will rescue you. You find refuge and protection in Allah, and Allah will not let you down. May Allah Azza wa Jal give us strength to get away from the scheming of any around us, men or women. May Allah Azza wa Jal protect our dignity and our honor. And may Allah Azza wa Jal Give us the ability to ask him sincerely from the heart when we are in need of him. Barakallahu li wa lakum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.